Hey, this is Lauren BR, and this is The Authentic Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Authentic. I'm so excited because I have a special guest, Izzy, today on the podcast. Izzy is literally a rock star. I'm truly in awe of her every time I'm around her. Um, I actually met her through Instagram over the summer and like instantly knew she was incredible. She's a freshman here at LSU and getting to do life with her this semester has really been a dream. She's so, so wise and has a hunger for the, such a hunger for the word and for the word. She's an unbelievably brilliant when she speaks and she can sing like nobody's business. Seeing her passion for the Lord and for ministry and for others to know him is so inspiring. And I can't wait for y'all to get to know her today. We're going to ask some questions about her blog, songwriting, her life of ministry, freshman year, all of that. Um, she's a Kaya and a marketing major, and she's an all-around friend to all. So welcome to the podcast, Izzy. Okay, that was so sweet. <laughs> that was so sweet. I'm, I'm so excited. Oh, it was so true. So thank you. I have like literally so much to ask you. I'm so excited you're on here. The first thing I wanted to ask you about was kind of the idea about your blog, maybe soon to be podcast. I don't know if you want to get into that, but Unwinding Wonder. Um, that's how you start, right? Yes. Okay, just a little checking. Um, so kind of what was the idea behind this and what made you want to start it? Okay, so I actually started Unwinding Wonder when I was 13. Which is just um, crazy. So fun. But whenever I was younger, and still now, but like especially whenever I was younger, God just spoke to me a lot through writing. Um, and I kind of look back to like 13-year-old me and stuff. And like a lot of times whenever I think about um childlike faith in my life, like I think a lot about like that girl just because I hadn't experienced a ton of life yet, but I was just so like just ready for what the Lord had. And like I said, he would speak to me um, a lot through writing. And I don't remember like exactly everything, but I just remember it was on my heart to start a blog. And then um, I'm just always, I've always been such a nature person and just like, I don't know, I just love everything outside and all that kind of stuff. And so um, I always would see anything really and just like think about the way that it just like screamed the glory of God and just like being outside or anything um just like his wonder and so um just like all these things around us that are wonders of his love you know and like signs of his love and then um in the name and everything unwinding kind of came from like anything that you have even just like a ball of yarn or like anything that's pulled up I don't know it can be unwound it's just like the more you undo it the more there is to discover about it and like the more detail you can see of it and so just kind of in the name of in everything like I just wanted to unwind the wonder of God and everything that's just all around us and I actually I was pretty consistent with it when I was younger I didn't post a ton of them but um it's cool to go back now because I like still have a lot of drafts from back then that I never posted. And then like a year and a half ago, I wrote a blog, but um, recently actually, it's just been on my heart and stuff again to get back into it. And then also to like do it in correspondence with a podcast. And so that's something that I went to a retreat for like girls in ministry and they 
had something called the dream lab where they really just tried to like pull out these dreams God had given you. And I had been thinking about a podcast for a little while, but um, at that retreat specifically, God just really kind of like brought that forth. And also, I mean, like I said, I haven't really um, been writing on Unwinding Wonder recently, but it's like always stayed in my Instagram bio and stuff. And I've always known I wanted to get back into it. So it's cool to see God take like two dreams and kind of mesh them together. So that's kind of some background on that. Yeah, that's so crazy because I think I told you this, but like what made me kind of start authentic was from a retreat too. Really? I don't know. Um, I like had the dream for a while and then like on the retreat they were like if the Lord's giving you a dream and passions and resources like you just need to like start it yes. and I was like well yeah so that's funny I didn't realize it was like that same thing happened to both of us yes it's, it's so cool so cool you know so I was reading like on your blog um and one thing that you said your favorite thing about Jesus or one of your favorite things is the simple yet exhilarating fact that there's always more we can always learn more we can always get closer and closer he is endless. And so I think I just thought that was really beautiful and that you had written that. So just for listeners, can you elaborate more on this? Because I think it's a really cool statement. Yes. So um, I feel like there is a part of me that used to be almost, or just there's moments that I've had where I'm almost just like intimidated by the fact that like we can never fully understand God. But I feel like the more and more I've gotten to know him, the more I realize like how much of a gift that is that um, like we can walk through life with him and we can spend all this time with him and really just like try to have just a constant awareness of his presence and like still not understand like the depths of his character and his love and everything. And I think that that's kind of like some of the inspiration for sure. Like that's in the bio of, um, unwinding wonder on the website just like the fact that he is endless and that there's always more that we can know and I know the other day um in discipleship shout out discipleship (laughs) but we were reading in Hebrews and it referenced Psalm 8 um verses 3 and 4 and it says when I consider your heavens the work of your fingers the moon and the stars which you have set in place what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? And it's just kind of like whenever you do look at all these things that are just like wonders and signs of like God's love and his goodness, it's it's like it puts you in this place where it's like, who am I that he's mindful of me and that like he wants to be with me. And I just think that it's like one of the most beautiful things about being in a relationship with him that there's just like always more to learn and like there's always more um just to like increase that relationship that's good and it's a cool like heart posture that you have and way to look at things that I think sometimes like people in college aren't always like necessarily like thinking of the word that way if that makes sense like I think a lot of times it's just like a being that they like talk to when they need help on a test or something so I think this will be a cool way for people to kind of rethink the Lord in a sense if that even makes sense but um you kind of already touched on this a little bit but I wanted to talk about what it means for you to live in wonder of God and like ways that you can practice this I just think it's a cool thing that like people don't talk about a lot yes I really love this question because something which like I'll get into this we'll get into this a little bit more but like I have been involved in ministry from a very young age and 
a lot of times, like you see it all over the Bible that when you're involved in ministry and I guess like you're working to be a part of advancing the kingdom of God, like that's obviously a threat to the enemy. And so I just think like my relationship with God has always been, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this, but really and truly just like discipline has always been really hard for me and just finding consistency in um, prayer and reading the word and everything. And honestly, I feel like I've grown to know as I've like really worked through that, that discipline is the best way to like actively live in the wonder of God and there's like a whole nother conversation just in disciplining your walk with God and everything. But I will say like, it was a really long journey getting to a place where I was like very indisciplined and, you know, spending time with God, even on the mornings where I wake up and I'm maybe not like feeling it as much, but whenever you are actively like seeking God and you are um, seeking to know him more and everything, you see why it's so attacked. Because really and truly, like, I don't know, just seeing the way that God um, wants to work in your life and just, like, the wonders of his word and, like, what he's giving you just to know him more and more. Like, you understand why it is so hard sometimes just to, like, actively pursue that because you see the fruit of it. And so I hope that that made sense. But, um, yeah. No, it definitely did. That was really good. I like that a lot. Um, I think this is just like a cool conversation, like talking about living and wonder of God. So kind of switching gears, but along the same lines, what is one thing that you think we kind of overlook um, about the character of God? Yes, this definitely goes hand in hand with that last question. And I'll explain why, but I think like recently, at least I think a lot of people do this but also I think in my life this is something that like I guess I've struggled to realize sometimes um just something that's overlooked about his character is like his understanding and his empathy um I think it is hard for us to wrap our minds around the fact that he understands on like the deepest level everything that we go through and I think that sometimes we can fall into the lie that like things that matter to us don't matter to God or like things that even if they're small, maybe they're like taking up a lot of your headspace or um, just making you anxious. Even I, like, especially in the past year have struggled a lot with anxiety and I, with anxiety, like have fallen into the lie a lot that it's something that's like hard to bring to God because if I would just trust him, like I wouldn't be dealing with it. Um, And so it can kind of get you to like shy away and sit in shame, I feel like. And it's just like, how much did that overlook the way that he just so deeply understands and he cares and he, um, just like his empathy, like I was saying in a scripture that kind of pointed, like I was kind of pointed to whenever I was thinking about all this is in Hebrews 4, Verses 15 and 16, and it says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. So let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And it's just like, 
just if there's anything that I can encourage anyone with today, it's that you don't have to shy away. Like what matters to you matters to God, but also he understands, like he knows everything and he knows you so intentionally. And there's just no reason to shy away from him. Like you can approach his throne with confidence because he wants to extend that mercy and grace. And like, he understands our weaknesses. Like how cool is it that like he has experienced all of those things and he gets them and then he chose to like go take them upon himself on the cross on the cross so that we could live in freedom from those things and so that we could bring them to him and so um yeah that's what I have you know that's so good and something that I like needed to hear too because like I've been talking to a lot of my friends and that's I just like forget that the Lord like has empathy because he literally was like a human walking on this earth like not that I forget that but I forget the idea that like he's experienced the same things as us often um and I don't know I've been struggling with a lot of the thoughts of like he doesn't care about my small little life when that's just so not even biblically correct right. um and I've been reading gentle and lowly again like making myself have you I want to read it so bad it's really I hear so many people talk about well I'm trying to like do a better job reading it this time of like going slower like imitating because I feel like I didn't like get everything out of it I could have the first time but um that book's like kind of similar to what you're talking about and it's just like a good reminder of all those things because I guess just as simple humans we like put God in a box and like think that he's a certain way when it's just not true so that'll be really good for people to listen to and like remind themselves um that was you're so awesome you're awesome (laughs) The next thing I wanted to ask you, um, now kind of going into like music and songwriting and stuff, which I'm yes. excited to talk about this because I think the last person I talked to about this was like my first episode with Caitlin. Like I haven't gone yeah. to talk to anyone about music for a while. So just kind of wanted you to talk about your passion for music and for songwriting and how you discovered this was um, a gift the Lord has given you and not just like, I guess, a hobby, but something that you really wanted to do to glorify God as well. Yes. Okay. So... I love talking about songwriting just because I actually have not written a song in a few years, which I'm not like, I would love to write again. I'm not necessarily upset about, but it is a really cool story and I love being able to share it. Um, When I was 11 years old, I got my first song. And the reason that I word it like that is because once again, this goes back to how I was saying like, God just spoke to me a lot through writing whenever I was young. And I remember like, I always loved sitting at my piano. I went through like so many karaoke machines whenever I was younger. Like I just loved like playing and singing and everything. And I remember like one day when I was 11, God just like started giving me lyrics. And I think like that day within an hour, I had like a song down and then that just kind of became a thing. Like I remember at my house one day, like a couple months later, I was like swimming in my pool and I started like getting an idea for a song and I got out and it was just this really cool thing where like God would really just piece everything together. Like sometimes I would be sitting in my piano and like I would get musically like a melody and, um, or melody, I said. I was like, how, what did I just say? I was sitting there thinking about it. But um, I would get just the music, and then the words would come after. And um, it's just that's one of my 
I don't know. I just love all of those memories and everything. And it's such a gift that um, he spoke to me that way. Um, and he still does. There was a time where it would like happen all the time. And now it's like every once in a while, but it's just really cool because um, that was just something like very um, special and like intimate to experience in my relationship with God. And so yeah, that's kind of like a background story on that. I remember you telling me that at Chimes. I don't know if you remember when we were yes. talking about it. And I thought it was like the coolest thing because I hadn't really heard anyone like have the Lord speak to them that way. Um, or like anyone have that like songwriting process of like someone that I knew. Like I, I guess I heard like certain like worship artists kind of talk that way, but to be like someone I'm like eating my spin dip with, like telling me this, yeah. I was like, wow, that's so incredible. So it's I so fun too because I will tell you like it's always like almost kind of I don't even know the right word but anytime I've ever been referred to as like a songwriter I don't really know how to take it because I cannot like just something interesting I cannot sit down and like in my own power write a song like it's just not something that I'm that great at and so that is one of like kind of like I already said this pretty much but one of the sweetest things about all of the songs that God has given me is I couldn't do them on my own and it's really cool because there's one that I've gotten to do a lot with and hopefully I'll release eventually but there's something really sweet about knowing like being in a room of people singing a song that was like out of a moment which is you and God where it was like he literally gave it to you and like that specific song was something that was so personal to me and I never really like it's great that it has helped other people, but I never intended for it to go anywhere outside of my living room at my piano with me and God. And then it just like naturally happened. And it was like, to see people having an experience so similar to like the one that I had whenever I had that moment with God. And like, those were the words that I was crying out to him, like where I was, it's really, really neat. See, that's just so cool to hear stories like that. So um. I'm just like, wow, in all of them. And so you were sort of talking about like how it's all the Lord. It's like nothing of you. So how do you stay humble and glorify God and keep that mindset when you're performing as well? Or performing is not the right word. I guess leading worship is what I should yeah, be saying because you're not performing. Because yeah, um, if anyone's listening and like goes to refuge, she's like um, led worship a few times on stage so performing is totally not the right word led worship how are you able to like keep that mindset because I also think this can be applied to a lot of different things in life um not just because not every girl listening is going to lead worship but maybe doing similar things um where they're in leadership and need to kind of have that mindset yes so for me this question kind of brings me a little bit to like a big part of my testimony um I grew up in a Christian home and I grew up like going to church every Sunday every Wednesday um, and ever since I was a little girl, like, um, I just, like, always loved Jesus, always believed in Jesus. And when I was in fourth grade, I started singing at church for the first time. And around whenever I was in seventh grade, I was on, like, a 
youth team for middle school and high school and I remember like for the longest time they wouldn't let me lead a song and then they finally let me lead a song but I would do and this is me being like fully transparent I would do like the same song every time I would lead and it like really bothered me and I just remember that there was a point when I was in seventh grade where God just completely wrecked my vision of what I was doing and just showed me that it was completely about him and it just completely changed my posture and it changed my attitude about it and then I found that like that is when my relationship with God really came to new heights because that kind of like infiltrated into every area of my life like I just began to realize that it was all about him um and so I think that ever since then obviously like your flesh leads you to moments where you know like you may be leading worship somewhere um with like a big stage and like cool lights and stuff and it can feel kind of like gratifying but I always just try to redirect that to just know that like it's all for him and I think that if you're someone in ministry or someone in leadership, no matter what your gift is, God uses all of them. But I think it's just so important to constantly remind yourself just that like what you're using, first of all, that it's just such a privilege, but also that it's from him and for him. Like, I think that that is what I constantly try to tell myself. And I know that there was a time where I even like set a reminder on my phone that would go off every Sunday before I would go to church to lead on Sunday mornings. And it would just like, it was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was just like a question. Um, I can't remember if I did it as a question or just say, like, remember why you're here kind of thing, um, just to help for whenever I went. And so I feel like there's just like little things that I just pray God would remind me of and I try to remind myself because your flesh and your pride do sometimes want you to like direct your attention to yourself and so um yeah those are just like my little things that I try to do that's good I definitely think I need to set a reminder for myself um like how you did and like even with my podcast something I have to remind myself a lot it's like literally nothing good comes from me like it's all the Lord but like especially in today's culture I sound like very repetitive older person but like we're just so all about ourselves and so it sometimes I guess can be difficult um to retrain your brain to be like no it's nothing about me um not that that's an excuse yes, but it can yes. make things more difficult yes for sure so going along with your songwriting you also have another Instagram account um called the blossoms of her mind is that yes, okay. yes 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 so how did that sort of idea and project come about for you okay so I in the past year went through some heartbreak so fun. <laughs> um and I just have always like I guess being super into music not saying that you have to be into music to be like this but like I've always been very attentive to like song lyrics and poetry and everything and like I've said I've always loved writing and I remember like right after my breakup I listened to a podcast and Bella Robertson was talking about her book um My Greenhouse and basically it's a poetry book that she released just with like a bunch of um 
poetry like revolving around romantic relationships and the whole idea is kind of just like I hope I don't butcher this but like in a greenhouse you grow things and stuff but also you can like move a greenhouse kind of thing and the book goes through like different phases from the beginning like when a relationship is good and it's like thriving and growing and stuff and then um, it kind of goes through like a break and then heartbreak and she has some like very raw honest poetry in there and then at the end it kind of just like wraps up and this isn't in a, in a this isn't a spoiler like you can see this when you look in the beginning of the book but it the whole concept is just kind of like you get to a place where you understand that like you can grow away from that place that you were so used to and um I just like kind of just like went through a lot after being like coming out of that relationship and I remember I bought Bella's book and I would um like the first time I ever read it I took a um, pack of sticky notes and I would like mark every page that resonated with me and now I've read it I think five or six times and it's been really cool just um you know like everyone always says healing isn't linear and I would agree with that like sometimes you have good days sometimes you have bad days um but I've been reading it again recently and I remember the second time I read it I was flipping through and there were pages I had marked and I just remember one day I was like, oh, this doesn't resonate with me anymore. And I was like able to take this sticky note off. And it's just been something that has like helped me a lot just to see that like, even if I don't see it in massive amounts, like I am healing and I am doing better. And um, just whenever I would have like really hard emotional moments, I would always find that I would write. Like that was kind of like a, a way for me to grieve, if that makes sense. Um, and after reading Bella's book, I decided to make the blossoms of her mind just from like some of those places where my mind was just like running back and forth. And it helped me to write just because grief in any form is just so isolating. You know, it's like you can be a college girl going through a breakup and you know that like so many people go through breakups, yet you feel so alone because I think that like something that's really hard about grieving the loss of someone or something it's just like it always kind of feels like your world stops and everyone else it keeps going like when you're for me like when I was fresh out of a breakup just like seeing couples on social media was always really hard just because it was like oh their life seems so easy and um like my life just feels hard right now so um I guess like my whole hope through that was just that you know, maybe like I can help give girls or guys or just anyone going through that by sharing some of the things that I wrote, like that experience to not feel so isolated and alone in like those harder emotions. Wow. Okay, that's so cool. We've never talked about that. Before. I know. I so it's cool to get to hear about it um, and hear like kind of where your mind was. And yeah. That's that's cool. Everyone should follow both accounts if Love you it. have it already. And you just accomplished like so much at a young age. Like, I mean, all the stuff that you we, we just talked about in this episode. And like you said, you've been involved in ministry for a good amount of time now. Um, and you spoke on this a little bit, but what has it been like being a part of ministry at a younger age? Because I feel like not that many people are. So you kind of have a different perspective than like, I guess the average 
member of a church board? Yeah. Um, I feel like there's so many directions that, um, you know, you can take this question, but I kind of just wanted to give like a little piece of advice just of something that I've learned in being in ministry at such a young age. Like, obviously, when you're really young, especially as young as I started being involved in ministry, like, you're just kind of naive to a lot of things. And I feel like there's a lot of things in ministry that now that I'm older, I feel like you can kind of assume from the outside, but I had to like genuinely learn. And I feel like one of those biggest things and not to be in like a negative way, just, you know, like calling it what it is. It's just that people aren't perfect. And um, being in ministry, you are just around so many people that are like, in that place where we're all we've chosen to use like something God has given us to bring him glory and so I'm trying to think of the best way to word this but we're just like you know you're supposed to be setting an example and just like the simplest way to put it is just that people aren't perfect um and like church hurt can be a real thing and like the people that maybe you look up to and ministry or anything like not saying that they're terrible people, but none of us are good. You know, like God is the only one who is good. And um, something that even has been hard to battle is like even being in ministry. I've seen people that like I did ministry with, and I know this is getting a little deep, but I've seen them like leave the church. And I think you can't speak for everyone, but you can almost always trace it back to like, being hurt by someone in the church and that goes for people in ministry people not in ministry and I think that like there's such a scheme of the enemy to just try to get you to put your faith in people and just to kind of like subconsciously misplace that faith um instead of just putting it solely in God and just understanding that like we all need him so much and so I feel like that has been one of the lessons that I learned that has just kind of stuck with me not saying I've had like all this terrible (laughs) stuff happen but it's just something um you can be putting faith that should be in God and people will not even realize it you know yeah that was good and even I mean this is a little bit different but like I feel like a lot of people do that with even like Christian influencers or like those like artists too I think people can do that and then like when they mess up it's like a lot of people have recently like everything crumbles for them but it's like you that's not who you should have been worshiping and idolizing to yeah with. so obviously yeah. and they fail as they will it's going to be hard because you're putting your hope in the wrong place yeah even if like it disguises as something good because you're like well they're a Christian but it's like but they're not God so right it's just interesting when you can get into all that stuff yeah um I guess on a more positive note what is your coolest ministry story? Okay, I love this question, and I'm very thankful to say that there's lots of cool stories, but I was thinking about it today, and there's one that came to mind. So, like I was saying earlier, there's one song um, that God gave me whenever I was younger that I kind of got to do a lot with, and um, I've never had it, like, fully recorded with a full band, but I went in the studio one time, and I recorded it just at the piano, so I had, like, a Dropbox file for it, and I remember somebody that 
I led worship with back at the time was going um, to serve in the army for a little while. And I remember he just like asked for my Dropbox file and I gave it to him and I never like thought anything of it. And then he came back like a year or so later. And I remember him telling me that he had been put on a submarine with like a group of people and the only like song that they could play from their phones was the song that was on Dropbox. Wow. And um, it had just ended up being like a really cool point of ministry for him too, because like he was in a submarine with all these guys. And like, that was the only thing that they could listen to. And if they needed like music to calm down or something, like, like I've said a million times now, that was the only thing that they could do. And that just goes back to like that really surreal, cool, um, feeling that you get just to witness God using something that he used like so heavily in your life in other people's lives and so I always think that that's a fun story no that's so so cool it sounds like something that'd be like a movie or something um that's cool I've never heard that before that's really incredible so now that you're finishing up your first semester in college, kind of, you know, any sneak peeks of like what's next for you regarding like your blog or there any other projects, anything you kind of just want to let the people know if they're curious. Yes. So like I was talking about getting back into unwinding wonder, but also doing it in correspondence with a podcast Um, when I was at the retreat and God like really heavily was tugging on my heart with it. I remember they one of their tips was to like set a deadline and so that was in August and I said that six months from that day I wanted to have it up and going so that would be I'm pretty sure I really hope I'm doing this math right I'm pretty sure that's February I think so too um, the best yeah, back either, yeah. But... so um hopefully now that the first semester is finishing up and I feel like I've kind of got a grip on school and like college life and everything um hopefully over Christmas break I'll get it going so so excited I'll definitely post that in the story when it is out for all of y'all who are following so last question before we wrap up is just what is your biggest piece of advice you want to give listeners when it comes to starting projects of their own or um, you know, when they have different passions or gifts, how can they listen and be obedient to the Lord with these gifts and ideas that they might have? Yes. Okay. Um, really, I know this is going to seem like kind of basic and just like what you would assume anyone would say, but just really trust God. Like if he has put it on your heart, I just wholeheartedly believe that he finishes what he starts and, um, you know, like, whenever he puts that call in your life or maybe gives you that dream or that idea, like, the best thing that you could do is just trust him. And something, if I've ever, like, felt called to do something, especially maybe, like, while I'm leading worship, if I feel called to say something or anything along those lines, something that I always cling to if I'm a little nervous, it's just, like, the story with Moses whenever God was calling him to go to Pharaoh and just ask for the people to be let go um the bible talks about how he had a speech impediment and he was basically like god why are you choosing me like because i don't speak well and you want me to literally go like demand something and i don't even speak well and i know like i don't know it word for word but i know that the lord 
was like, was it not me who made your mouth and who gave you all these abilities? And I believe um, that you can do it and I want to use you to do it. And so it's just kind of like, I think we're so quick to, especially whenever we're nervous, just to like come up with all these excuses and all of these reasons why we can't do it. But it all just goes back to like what I was saying earlier, like anything that God gives you, any commission, any of that, it's from him and it's for him and if it's from him and um we really believe that he's as powerful as we say he is then we can trust him like that and I think a lot of times obedience looks a lot like surrender whenever it comes to like going into something that God has placed on your heart and maybe that's surrendering to your will you know like maybe you're worried about the way people will look at it but you just have to believe that God has purpose and everything he puts on your heart and you just have to see it as a privilege that um, he's choosing you just to be a vessel for that. I know that like when I leave worship on Sunday mornings, we have these signs on the sidewalls, like where you walk onto stage and um, they say, it is a privilege to be on this stage. Thank you, God, for choosing me. And, you know, like we've talked about multiple times so far, it's nothing about us, but it's so cool that God is mindful of us. And like, he wants to use us just to, make him more known so really just trust him and believe that he will finish what he starts yeah that was good you wrapped up everything we talked about so well on that last question i don't know if you did that on purpose but no. that was like wrap up everything so nicely um thank you so much for doing this i'm so glad that you're so on glad we got to yay um before we like finish can you just pray for anyone listening um yeah just especially if they have something like they're passionate about or they want to start um in a way that would work by God that they would have you know the voice to do so. Yes, of course. Okay, let's pray. God, I just thank you so much um for who you are, Lord. I just thank you for your goodness, God, for your kindness, God. I just thank you that you give us um the opportunity, Lord, just to know you, Father. And I just thank you that um there's always more that we can learn, Father. There's always more that we can come to know God just as we spend time with you, God, and just grow in our relationship with you, Father. Um, I just thank you for allowing us to be here today to talk about all these things, God. And I just want to lift up anyone who is listening, God, maybe that um, any of this has resonated with them, God, whether it's anything from um, anxiety, God, just to anything in the middle of ministry, Lord, or um, just a dream that you put on their heart. God, I pray that they would just have a hyper awareness of your presence in their life, God, and just your control, Father, and just the peace, God, that you provide, Father, and that um, you do everything with purpose, Father, and you do everything with intentionality, God. And so I pray that everyone would just be aware of that, God. And I pray that if you have put... um or if you've been stirring a dream in anybody listening, God, I pray that you would just give them faith, God, um, just to trust you, Father, and just to trust that you finish what you start, God. And like um, I was just saying that you are purposeful in everything that you do, God. Maybe there's someone who had a dream a long time ago and they kind of pushed it away. God, we know that with you, Father, it's never too late, God. So I pray that you would just work in us, God. I pray that um, as we use what you've given us, God, just to advance your kingdom, Father. I pray that we would just always remember that everything is from you and everything is for you, Father, and I pray that you would just help us just to delight in um, 
giving all the honor and the glory and the praise to you, Father. I just thank you again for allowing me and Laura to have this conversation this morning, God, and I pray that you would just use it in ways that um, are beyond our imagination. Lord, we love you and we thank you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'll see everyone next week. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening. I know in the midst of busy holiday and final seasons, it's a lot to even just fit in something like this. So I appreciate you all for listening. Um, And just what a beautiful reminder that everything around us is signs and wonders of his love and just such an incredible thing that we overlook in everyday life. And I appreciate Izzy getting to step back and unwind the wonder of the Lord around us and give us just a fresh perspective on the gift that that is. So I appreciate y'all listening. Um, Make sure to follow her and um, both of those accounts. They'll be um, tagged on Instagram and she has some really exciting things coming up. So I was excited to kind of start off that new journey with her on this episode because um, she's just so awesome. Thank y'all so much for listening and um, have an amazing, amazing week and see y'all soon for some really, really amazing fire episodes. Um, Probably should take that last part out. But anyways, have a good week.